Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 9th of August, 2021. This week, I'm not at home, I'm on holiday, but like with these blockchain networks, they never stop running and neither does this week in blockchain. So the, the audio is not quite as good as normal, but we've still got plenty of news to discuss. So the highlights in this week's issue include US lawmakers are split on how to tax and regulate the cryptocurrency transactions. The blockchain identity market is planned to grow by over three and a half billion over the next four years. The latest updates on Binance's regulatory challenges. The Ethereum London hard fork goes live. Chainlink launches a new interoperability protocol. Over $6 billion is now tied up in the largest decentralized autonomous organizations. The weekly NFT trade volume has surpassed 300 million and Marvel launched their first NFTs. So US lawmakers are split over how they should be taxing and regulating cryptocurrency transactions. And this is a dispute that's uh, threatening to slow the passage of Joe Biden's $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. The White House has called for closing this tax gap, the difference between taxes owed to the US government and those paid through a number of different measures, including requiring large crypto transfers to be reported to the IRS or Internal Revenue Service. The Biden administration uh, says that this crackdown could raise tens of billions of dollars and help pay for a lot of the ambitious spending plans that have been outlined. The White House believes that the crypto reporting requirements could generate an additional $28 billion for the US Treasury, but lawmakers are divided over details of the reporting requirements. And this is something that's actually crossed different party lines there and sparked outrage among investors and uh, uh, slowed down the wider infrastructure package. So it's, it's come as something of a curveball that the crypto regulation has ended up in effect holding up moving this forward. So it, it's, you know, it shows how significant this is in the views of lawmakers to actually you know, get this, this piece right. Square has uh, managed to get raise over $55 million in profit, um, in Bitcoin profit to expand the, the cash app. Jack Dorsey's payment startup Square has made over 2.7 billion of Bitcoin revenue in the second quarter of this year. Apparently the cash app generated this and uh, there's 55 million of Bitcoin uh, gross profit as well, which is uh, both, both are up approximately uh, three times year on year. Um, but however, the Bitcoin revenue has decreased over, on a quarter by quarter basis. Uh, that being said, though, given how much growth they've actually seen in terms of the platform and just the number of users here, um, they're, they're just continuing to double down and invest more in uh, their offerings here. The crypto market intelligence firm Masari has raised $21 million in its Series A as well. Coinbase Ventures, Winklevoss Capital and Kraken Ventures have uh, backed the funding round. Um, Masari is a, 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 a provider of market data uh, for and market intelligence services for crypto. This is something that we've seen a lot in the past, whereby uh, firms have had very good valuations providing these, these core services. Uh, and the intent here is that they want to grow their research and engineering teams and offer more products here. Coinbase has also announced a significant expansion of its payment integrations with Apple and Google. It's now going to be possible for iPhone users to actually buy cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Ethereum and others with a Visa or MasterCard linked to Apple Pay. This is something they're actually opening up to work beyond just the Coinbase branded debit card. So again, it's just simplifying the on-ramps for people to actually invest uh, in, in these crypto products.
Coinbase has also announced that they're going to be acquiring the crypto data aggregator, Zabo. Basically, Zabo is a data aggregator that enables firms to connect with crypto exchanges, wallets, and protocols. Uh, the, the intent here is that Coinbase says by purchasing them, uh, it's, it's going to help further its mission of bringing crypto mains, mainstream. The actual financial terms haven't been um, disclosed, but apparently it's an acquisition, not an acquire. Uh, Zabo was actually founded back in 2018 and uh, provides APIs uh, to, to enable financial applications to connect with users' crypto accounts. Binance has had a bit of a, another challenging week and now with HSBC, the latest UK black bank to actually block payments to the platform, uh, it's basically no longer possible for people to make credit card payments to the exchange. And this was off the back of uh, the warning uh, issued by the UK's Financial Conduct Authority. Again, this is about possible risks to customers and they're wanting to you know, protect the customers from some of the, the fraud, fraudulent activities that are taking place on the, the platform. It's the third major bank to actually limit payments to the exchange. Binance has also now shut derivatives trading for its Hong Kong users. Uh, they've announced that they announced last Friday that it, they wouldn't offer crypto futures and options trading to users in Hong Kong. And again, this is more no doubt a reflection on some of the, the regulatory pressures that they're actually facing there. However, Binance have also announced that they're partnering with a crypto fiat hybrid payment solution provider called Alchemy Pay to offer users a seamless option to pay and receive crypto and fiat payments through the Binance Pay Wallet. It's important to call out that Alchemy Pay has nothing to do with the Alchemy API platform that provides infrastructure services for, for, for accessing blockchain and cryptocurrency networks. Alchemy Pay is a completely separate company. And again, this is, this is more about just simplifying the conversion of going from fiat to crypto um, use, using their actual platform there. There's been some significant research released as well. Um, this week by uh, Infinity Research, they forecast that the blockchain identity market is going to reach $3.58 billion uh, uh, between now and so it's going to grow to by $3.58 billion um, between 2021 and 2025. They've been speaking to uh, a number of blockchain identity management vendors, um, you know, such as Accenture, Amazon, Bitfury Group and Civic. They've broken down in this report, you know, all of the places for impact it has there. And certainly the opportunity for decentralized identity type services, which actually remove the reliance that's many organizations currently have and individuals have on centralized services such as those offered by Microsoft, Google, um, Twitter and so on for um, Facebook for authentication. It's, it certainly has uh, is, is a significant opportunity uh, to, 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 to actually simplify the landscape there and provide people with greater autonomy over how they control their identity online. In a report released by Consensus, the largest DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations, which are basically smart contracts and you can think of it as code that runs on top of blockchains. The largest 20 of them now hold $6 billion worth of digital assets. The, the, these are actually um, organizations that are governed by code uh, that actually hold these assets. And so it, it just shows how much interest there is in, in this space. Although it's been slowly getting bigger and bigger, the DAO space, the, the, the amazing thing with this is that you don't have any specific people who you know, have overriding control over these, these DAOs. They're actually community managed based on token holders who are investing into these structures. And so to see them grow to this 
have over $6 billion worth is a very significant milestone there. AccuWeather have uh, announced that they're bringing weather data to smart contracts. So they're running a Chainlink node. And so what this will enable to, people to do who are using uh, the, the Chainlink platform to actually get real world data and use that uh, with, with the smart contracts is to have information such as temperature, precipitation, wind speed, and natural disaster classifications. And so there's no, no, no doubt some interesting opportunities there for insurance type protocols that run in a decentralized way and also weather prediction markets as well uh, and potential supply chain too. So the, these sorts of uh, bridges from the, you know, the, the decentralized blockchain world to the real world, they, they just help expand uh, you know, what, what, what's possible for organizations and people to build on the platforms. The UK Fashion and Textile Association has launched the Blockchain Traceability Project projects, partnering with IBM and a number of retailers, including H&M, Next and New Look. The, the intent with this sustainability project is to, to have a supply chain traceability solution for the UK fashion industry, uh, and it's also supported by Innovate UK, um, who provided £1.4 million of funding there. Apparently, the global fashion industry is one of the world's biggest polluters. And the data firm Qantas estimates that Afrol makes up to 6.7% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions, um, which goes up to 8% when footwear is included, which is apparently more than four times the estimated emissions from the airline sector. So with the, uh, the sustainability drives by these companies, there's a clear sort of incentive there to actually move forward with this. In New York City, uh, the, their finance department is working with uh, Medici lands uh, governance on a proof of concept for land records. Uh, so what they want to do is explore how blockchain can be used as a means of pre preventing deed fraud in land records. Uh, they're developing a proof of concept here uh, for this. The department has property records going back to 1996 on its system and with, with this they're going to simulate 500,000 records uh, and then display them uh, through through a newly built interface to test for accuracy and produce a greater transparency and reduce the chances of fraud for these land records. In the Ethereum news, there's been a very significant milestone that's happened this week with the London uh, hard fork going live. So this happens at 12, just after 12.30 uh, UTC on Thursday, um, bringing in the Ethereum improvement proposal 1559. And so the intent here was to provide greater consistency around uh, gas fees on the Ethereum network so that it makes it harder for action, actually miners to, to, to profit from uh, the, the auction based model that was used previously for people bidding in effect on transactions. Um, so what it does is it just it, it makes it really fairer for the users there that people, um, you know, if they know that there's a, a load of activity coming in, miners can't in effect bid up the prices to transact on the network and off the back of this ether is actually burned off it. This change was proposed a couple of years back so it's been around for a long time but getting it over the line has taken a long time partly because they needed to have a lot of their cryptocurrency miners on board with this. Vitalik Buterin, the creator of Ethereum, has actually you know, said off the back of this that it's proof that the Ethereum ecosystem is able to make significant changes. And in, in his view as well, it makes him more confident about the merge uh, that's due to be happening next year to proof of stake, which will uh, get rid of uh, the Ethereum network's reliance on power-hungry mining. EIP-1559 introduced a token burn mechanism, which basically meant that uh, rather than all um, you know, tokens 
tokens going as to miners in profits uh, for the transactions. Some of them are being burnt, uh, and apparently the network's already burning about ten thousand over ten thousand dollars worth of ETH uh, every minute on average. Chainlink have announced that they're providing a cross-chain interoperability protocol, which is going to be a new global standard for decentralized inter-blockchain messaging, data, and token movements. Uh, this is from the, the words of Sergey Nazarov, their, their founder. Uh, they've also announced a launch of a programmable token bridge that makes use of this protocol and integrates it with their automated smart contract service. Blockchain interoperability is a really hot topic. Really having There's a number of different protocols and so on that are working on solving this problem, but uh, you know, Chainlink with their significant position already empowering a lot of DeFi infrastructure with their, their oracles and that that they provide, it's a, it's, it's, it's a big, big move forward for them. And they're well positioned to actually capitalize on that. Uh, also related to this, Swisscom's digital asset division has announced to announce plans to pilot a node on the, the Chainlink Oracle network. Swisscom's a telecoms firm and they'll provide a digital asset pricing feeds on, on the network. Cardano as well, they've, uh, they're, they're continuing to progress with their smart contracts platform for the blockchain. And they announced previously that they'd a week or so ago that they'd completed the Alonzo White hard fork uh, and this this was um, one of the, the big milestones for opening up these smart contract uh, capabilities for their, their platform and so, so what this will enable people to do is start working on decentralized finance NFTs and decentralized identity initiatives. So what they've done now is they've launched the connector for this decentralized apps uh, integration on the network using its a Uroi wallet, and this is this this comes from a commercial arm and solutions provider for the Cardano ecosystem known as Emergo. Moving on to DeFi news, uh, Bitwise has launched uh, some new crypto funds, and so this time these are funds for um, Aave, the decentralized lender, and Uniswap, the decentralized exchange. These these new funds that have been created by the the California-based Bitwise will invest it directly into these the, the Arbe token and the, the Uniswap token, uh, which is the, the largest DeFi protocols of their, their type. The weekly NFT volumes as well have now have surpassed 300 million for the first time. Uh, they, this is according to data that came from the block. Apparently, they actually went beyond 339 million, which is a 70% increase from mid-July. Uh, where at that point it peaked at just over 200 million. Apparently, CryptoPunks account for the majority of this um, with, uh, with over 200 million in transactions and then Axie Affinity for 127 million and then NBA Top Shots about 4 million. The NFT unicorn uh, OpenSea has also seen record trading volume of this with, with over $95 million traded during the last weekend. It's a huge jump. And again, uh, CryptoPunks has been one of the big drivers there as well. Uh, some users have also lost um, some funds trying to mint these knockoff CryptoPunk NFTs. So you had COVID punks that were created, which was a new collection of CryptoPunks um, with, uh, with, with, with basically face masks on them. Um, and the, these NFTs uh, sold out very quickly. However, as a result of this, some of the people trying to actually buy them weren't successful and uh, the Ethereum network got clogged and transaction fees skyrocketed um, by, by a factor of six. Uh, and so some of the transactions actually failed to create them and so uh, users weren't actually able to get refunds for the, the spend there. FTX is, uh, is continuing to make big progress in creating its uh, 
more, more and more sort of corporate ties and sponsorship there. So now they've uh, announced another partnership uh, with Dolphin Entertainment to create an NFT marketplace for important sports and entertainment brands. The marketplace will be for there to deliver premium NFT-based contents covering genres such as film, television, gaming, music, esports, culinary, and lifestyle. And and there's basically Dolphin will be creating interactive media branding, whereas uh, FTX will be offering their crypto services to under, underpin this. FTX has also struck a seven-year deal with League of Legends Riot Games. Uh, this is so that Riot Games will actually display branding during a seasonal tournament of the, the game League of Legends. Um, this isn't the first like, foray that FTX has had into esports. We spoke previously about them uh, sponsoring other gaming leagues as well as uh, some, some real worlds for sports uh, such as the Major League Baseball as well. Um, but this is the largest sponsorship agreement that Riot Games has um, signed to, to date. Uh, they're also sponsoring uh, scholars in the, the Ethereum game Axie Infinity. They're going to provide funding to 137 uh, Axie Infinity um, scholars in partnership with Yield Guild Games. And the idea here is that it'll provide funding to breed new Axie monsters in the game and uh, each, each is represented as a new NFT. And so again, they're just they're just making more and more headway into these these sort of these lucrative partnerships with the uh, you know, real world as well as uh, the the digital world as well. Louis Vuitton has also announced that they're going to be launching a game app called Louis the Game to celebrate the 200th anniversary of the birth of the founder Louis Vuitton. Uh, the the game's actually going to follow um, the journey of the fashions the company's mascot to Paris and feature 30 NFTs to be collected by players along the way, 10 of which were designed by uh, Beeple. Uh, these are collectible, but not for sale. Dapper Labs uh, NBA Top Shots that have been very successful. NFTs we've spoken about a lot uh, in these news updates. Uh, they, they're, they're going to actually be selling their NBA Top Shots uh, at uh, games. So you actually have to attend if you go to the NBA Summer League games in Las Vegas, you'll be able to purchase new top shops there. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a big change there. And they're creating some exclusivity by making these NFT collectibles only available from a physical location. Previously, they've all been sold digitally. So again, you know, whether this kind of ushers in a new era of people traveling to the games just to secure these NFTs uh, remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, you know, they're continuing to innovate there. The United Nations has selected a blockchain platform called Unique Network to run an uh, NFT initiative in order to inspire others to take action against climate change. They will be the lead technology, Unique will be a lead technology partner for a program that's uh, come from the UN's Human Settlement Program and International Association for the Advancement of Innovative Approaches to Global Challenges. And they will mince uh, young artists' work as uh, NFTs. So this, uh, this, this actual platform has um, been created on top of the Kusama and Polkadot ecosystem and they will uh, host uh, an NFT marketplace for the initiative and they're going to be creating hackathons and uh, other things to actually support this. The NFT marketplace, Maker's Place, has also secured a 30 million uh, funding round, uh, which was led by Pantera Capital and Bessemer Venture Partners. They plan to use this, this funding to grow its team and expand their marketplace further. And then finally, Marvel has unveiled their first official NFTs. They're starting off with uh, the iconic Spider-Man. Um, 
on they're doing they're launching these on the VV marketplace uh, later this month and uh, there's going to be some spider-man digital sculptures that will be priced between 40 and 400 dollars each with their other drops due later in august moving on to our metrics the crypto market cap is up just under 14 percent to 1.84 trillion dollars assets locked in DeFi is just shy of 80 billion and that's up 50 almost just over 14 percent the seven day nft sales uh, up a whopping almost 200% with uh, over 350 million. And the average price for NFT is up over 55% uh, over $5,000. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. Links to all items discussed are available in the show notes and at our website, weekinblockchain.com. We've also launched a brand new podcast, Blockchain Innovators, where I speak to individuals who have made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystem. Find out what inspires these people, get their thoughts on the latest industry news and events spanning crypto, blockchain, protocols, DeFi, NFTs, DAOs, and IoT. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.